All right, all right, all right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast here on this February 1st, 2021. It's Black History Month, ladies and gentlemen, and I have a story for you, ladies and gentlemen, that touches on the Jim Crow era and touches on a lot of things that happened with people of African descent back in the day and what they had to deal with in terms of not being able to go in certain places. You know, we know about the Jim Crow era. Everybody knows about the Jim Crow era. So I, I wrote a story centered around the Jim Crow era. The title of the story is called Run. Now, this story is found on an online. You can find it online, but the way it's structured is structured a little... Uh, you know, the way it's not structured properly. So I actually wanted to bring that story here for free to you, ladies and gentlemen, who follow the podcast and who may, who may want to hear the story. You know, I figured I'd bring it here like I've done other stories on this page already. Um, my podcast that I did Saturday, I'm still working on it. So please bear with me. I'm trying to get the audio from the video. So I'm trying to pull that before I release the video on YouTube. So you ladies and gentlemen work with me. I, I did do a podcast for Saturday. I just haven't released it yet. So here we are today. We're about to do the story. The name of the story is called Running. Um, also, when you look it up, you'll see it says Run, R-U-N. And what is the story about? Uh, the story is about a man who visits a... Um, a hardware store. The story is based in the 1950s. Uh, 1950s, um, I believe I put. I believe I have it stationed in Alabama, Mississippi. I forgot. Excuse me. Which one? I believe is. I believe is. Um, let me see. When we get to when we get to reading it, ladies and gentlemen, we'll we'll see exactly. Where it's from, I forgot. It's Alabama or Mississippi, one of those, you know, one of those states that were like really, really, you know, for the Jim Crow era. They were really for segregation and, you know, not wanting people of African descent inside their establishments, inside their homes, nowhere on their property or nowhere near them. Period. These two states are notorious for, uh, you know, segregation. I want to say that again. So. Here we are, Black History Month, and I definitely wanted to bring this story around this month so this story can play this month and whenever you want to, someone wants to listen to it, definitely share it if you like the story. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm not a racist at all. You know, I love people of all different colors, races, creeds, nationalities, religions, all of that. This is just something to bring light. And, you know, I really love history, so it was a story that was on my mind, so I wrote it. So, here we go. We're going to start the story off. Um, Hopefully, you ladies and gentlemen like it, like I mentioned. All right. Running. Run. A man sitting in the corner of a barn 
Outside, an angry mob is hot on his trail. Thus, the man has little time to waste. He looks from the top of the barn to check his surroundings, and in the distance, he sees the mob. He then jumps down from the barn, passes the horses, jumps over the chickens, and tips a cow. While he is sweating and panting, a gunshot can be heard in the distance. Then a voice says, We are coming for you, boy, and when we find you, there will be hell to pay. The voice goes silent, and more gunshots are fired. At this point, he is running, running faster than he has ever ran in his life. Screams for help are not heard by anyone, and screams for justice are closer than he thinks. Upon his surprise, he runs into an illuminated house. He looks around nervously as he knocks on the door. Please, someone help me. Please, someone. A man rushes to the door. Oh my God, what's wrong, sir? Please, they are after me. The man looks over his shoulder and sees 40 torches, and they are closing in fast. The man motions for him to come inside. Come in, come in. I have a door upstairs that leads to the attic. So he runs upstairs, pulls the ladder down, and climbs in the attic. This is a small attic, but it will do. So he bunches up his legs and curls up in the corner next to the window. Once he gets close to the window, he hears the crowd outside. Come outside. We know you are in there. This is the only house for miles. Just come out and we can finish this. At that moment, the man that owns the house steps out. Hello, gentlemen. What's the problem? A man in the crowd addresses the stranger. We came for that dirty, filthy nigger. You got hit inside. And we are only going to say this one time. Bring him out or we are coming in. The man in the attic looks nervously as the crowd becomes impatient. Sir... You have until the count of three. And we are coming in. The man says as he removes his gun. Listen, it's me, my two daughters, and my wife here. There is no one else. Now get the fuck off my property and take your mob with you. At that moment, his wife comes out and cocks a shotgun. If y'all don't move, I'm going to remove your body parts one at a time. As she is talking, a barrel comes through the crowd and she is shot. The bullet hits her in the neck 
and she falls to the ground. Surprised by the anger of this mob, the guy in the attic becomes even more afraid. He starts to make his way down the ladder and heads towards the nearest room. He enters the room of the two little girls, Ida May and Mary Ann. Shh, I'm your dad's friend and some bad men have come to hurt me. Please don't be afraid. Shocked by the size of the man, the two girls start screaming. Whilst back on the porch, their father holds their mother. Why? The gentleman asks as he reaches for the gun. Are you thinking about being stupid? Get the rope ready, boys. We have ourselves a hero. Two men step out of the crowd and they place a noose around his neck. The men begin to speak loudly as they hang him. Do you see what you have created, boy? And do you see what we're going to do to you? While they commence to hang him, the guy upstairs is making an escape. Once he touches the ground, he looks to see if anyone is around. Once he sees that he's safe, he begins to run. While back up while back up front, the mob continues. String him up there right, boys. They tie the noose tightly around his neck, just in time for his daughters to see him hanging. In addition, they also see their mother as well. Daddy, no, Marianne screams as one of the people pull her away. They motion for someone to grab Ida May. The men then force the two girls to look at their dad. Look at your girls, hero, because this would be the last time you will see them. The girls are screaming, Daddy, Daddy, as they are pulled away. It's okay. It's okay. Please be brave. It's okay. After he encourages them, the men drops him. Once he is dropped, he starts to exfiliate while kicking and jerking. Make this shit quick. We got someone else to look for. Therefore, two men remove their rifles and shoot him in the head. His daughters, shocked by the present horror, are screaming in disbelief. Take him into the house and get these two inside with him. One man screams as he points towards the house. The crowd starts to ascend on the house and they carry the girls along. The leader of the mall begins to speak. Ladies and gentlemen, who sold this here house? Everyone starts to look around. Dang, we have no idea where we are right now. At that moment, a woman in the crowd yells, We are in the woods, y'all. And they start screaming and shooting in unison. In the distance, the man running can hear the gunfire and starts to turn back. But he knows they outnumber him, so he decides to run. Back at the house, the two little girls are now being killed. Further, a fire has been started in the house 
and the mood descends. When they get back more than 50 yards away, they look back and the house is full of flames. Startled by the illuminated light, the God turns towards the house. I should go back and help them, he says in anger. But he makes his way further into the woods. At that moment, the mob is moving in his direction. Dean yells, boy, you are next. Woo, yeah. Dean then shoots five times into the air. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a small little break. And then we're going to come back with the rest of the story. We'll see y'all on the other side. However, there are people in Jumpertown who are not so fond of him. Actually, they are not so fond of any of the blacks in Jumpertown. The whites stay on their side and the blacks do the same. I'm starting over, ladies and gentlemen, from here as I had to refresh the page. However, this morning, Jim needs to purchase some tools and the best tool shop is in the whites only neighborhood. Thus, he goes to the best store in Jumpertown to get them. As Jim walks into the store, the owner approaches him. Boy, are you lost or are you looking to get killed? Because killing niggas is always my first option. Jim looks at the owner and responds, Sir, I don't mean to be an intruder in your store, sir. But I need some air tools to fix a hole in my roof. The rain will come soon and I don't want to be flooded out, sir. The owner looks at Jim in disgust. Boy, I can give two shits about your roof. And if the flood does come, at least your nigga ass will be washed away from here. Startled by the commotion in front, of the store the owner's son Billy comes from the back hey pa is this here nigga causing you to have high blood pressure yes son he thinks we sell tools for niggas but we sell these here tools for good fair and whites only boy now son tell this here nigga to get the hell out I have to go in the back at that moment Billy points out the door Okay, nigga, get your ass out of here. I just want some tools. I don't want any trouble, Jim says. Angered by Jim's response, Billy responds. Oh, you want a tool? I'll give you a tool. Billy removes the chainsaw from the wall. Boy, with this here chainsaw, cut that wood for you. Billy then puts the chainsaw in Jim's face. Jim becomes few, becomes fused and angered and grabs the chainsaw. I don't want any trouble. Please, I just want some tools. At this moment, Billy is angry and starts to fight Jim. The two are now scuffling as Jim tries to hold on. Billy tries to fight back 
but Jim is too strong. Thus, he makes an attempt to cut Jim, but Jim reverses the chainsaw. Fuck you, nigga. Billy yells as Jim impels him with the chainsaw. Jim, shocked by the outcome, stares at young Billy, who is lying in a pool of blood. Billy was a 17-year-old high school student who was the head of the football team, and he was heading to Harvard at the end of the summer. However, the current circumstances puts an end to those dreams. Jim is now shaken and confused. He even makes an attempt to remove the chainsaw, but he hears Dean returning. Once he hears Dean, he makes a run for the exit. But as he exits, two men are entering. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. All right, and like I always mention, if you're looking to do podcasting or if you're interested in podcasting, definitely check out Anchor FM for all your podcast adventures. So let's get right back into the story. The story starts on the morning of July 5th in Jumpertown, Mississippi. Jim is taking his morning walk to the store. The people in Jim's neighborhood knows Jim and they respect him dearly. In addition, they also know Jim as a person who will help others before helping himself. However, there are people in Jumpertown who are not so fond of him. Actually, they are not so fond of any of the blacks in Jumpertown. The whites stay on their side and the blacks do the same. However, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I got to refresh the page. Once he hears Dean, he makes a run for the exit. I'm I'm starting over again, ladies and gentlemen. I had to stop. So I'm going to start from where I left off at. Excuse me. But as he exits, two men are entering. What's the hurry, nigga? One of the men asks as he approaches Jim. I was... Oh, my God. I was... Jim is now lost for words. And as he fumbles his speech... One of the men spots Billy. There he sees young Billy lying in a pool of blood. With tears in his eyes, Jim tries to explain. It was an accident. He was, oh my God. 
Just then, Jim moves by the two men and takes off running. The two men scream, Hey, that's Billy. Hey, that's Billy. Dean, hurry up. The two men scream in unison, Hurry up, Dean. It's Billy. That nigga killed Billy. Dean slowly comes from the back to see what the commotion is. And then he sees Billy lying in a pool of blood. Dean begins to yell in disbelief. Billy, what the fuck, Billy? Who did this? It was that nigga. Yeah, a tall, black, and ugly nigga, says one of the men. And he places, as he places one hand above his head, Dean gets up from the floor and walks over to the men. Well, get some people together because we're going after that nigga. Part two will be coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. That is actually the end. I know. I mean, I don't know if you like this story. Let me know how you like it. You know, um, share this podcast. Uh, if you like the story and you're enjoying this story, follow Evolu- uh, Relationship Stuff 101 on Instagram. Follow Relationship Stuff 101 on Twitter. Uh, join the group on Facebook. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Excuse me. As I mentioned, I have a video Excuse me, that I did on Saturday that I'm going to be uploading there from the Relationship Stuff 101 series. And then I'm still trying to pull the audio to add here on the podcast from that Saturday as well. So whenever you hear it, it'll say Saturday's date, but I'll be uploading it on whatever day I uploaded it. But yes, let me know if you enjoyed this story. You know, if you whenever, wherever you, you follow at, wherever you join at, let me know if you enjoyed it. Um, I have part two. It's actually in a book of mine that I have. I got to find that book. As soon as I find that book, I will do part two of this story. But yes, the story is definitely one that's for, you know, it's for Black History Month. This this story is something that's a part of black history, is a part of what a lot of people of African descent actually dealt with in the deep south back in the day. So I took everything that I, I learned and everything that I knew possibly happened to these people back then and I added it in this story so you know let me definitely let me know if you loved it if you enjoyed it share the podcast I'm trying to get this podcast to at least a hundred monthly listeners or at least a thousand monthly listeners by the end of the year so you have been listening to running um by of course me Shahir Henderson you also have been checking out the relationship stuff 101 podcast here on this February 1st, 2021. And I'm going to close out with my original slogan, with my understanding, compared with your understanding, we can create a greater understanding. Thank you again for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode. Peace.